Who doesn't love saving money, especially on your wireless bill? Existing Xfinity customers can learn how to get a free line of unlimited intro for one year when they buy one line of unlimited. So phone a friend and visit XfinityMobile.com to learn more. Offer ends March 21st. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Some of us love our coffee, like live for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it cold with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop at the coffee shop on our way to work, probably more than we'd like to admit, but now thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. Y'all, it is game changing. You just shake the canister and spray it on top of your coffee and voila, You've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing fancy machines or mess required. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part is it works with both hot or iced coffee. It comes in delicious flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. I do love a nice little coffee treat every now and then. So I am so excited to try this International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's always nice to have that like nice fresh foam on top and a little bit of cream that this thing has both. I am so excited. I am most excited to try the sweet and creamy flavor, but I'm sure I'll give them all a taste test. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Hey guys, welcome back to Better Tomorrow. Thank you so much for being here. And we have a really awesome guest. Uh, one of my ex-boyfriends is here, <laughs> Colton Underwood. Thank you so much for coming today. Hi, thanks for having me. I mean, we were just kind of catching up, talking about just how weird life is from how, when we first met to where we are now and all the ups and downs and kind of just the journey that we've had and how we're so happy now. But we definitely have Went been through, through it. it. Yes. Uh, partly on our, like, on ourselves, we put ourselves through it. But also it's just like there's a journey in healing. And I think we both um, have been through a lot and have a lot of similarities. But obviously we have some differences. And so for those that don't know how we met, we kind of dated Ish, which I want to know what you think about that. (laughs) I was on Colton's season of The Bachelor. And when I think back about being The Bachelorette, when people like ask about my relationships, do you, I don't feel like they're real, kind of. Does that make, I mean, some of them, yes, like the, but how do you really date multiple people? at a time with a lot of cameras on you. Like, yeah, how, how do you feel about that when people ask you about, oh, when I say, I mean, oh, yeah, we dated. It's like, did yeah, we? Yeah, and that for me is obviously just, I'm sure, in your own ways, but a very loaded question because yeah. I, like, you know, I think I've already, I've already said this before, but, like, going on the show was a weird form of, like, conversion therapy on myself. Like, I was really committed to becoming straight. Mm-hmm. So... I was trying to put myself in situations in which I would like have to date women. And 
it doesn't make the relationships not real and my feelings not real because like I, you know, it, they, yeah. it was real. But at the same time, you're also making TV. And like I was enjoying that at the time. Like I, I enjoyed the process of like filming a TV show and I had the time of my life. I was 26 when I first like entered into that franchise. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to have a good time. Like, this is fun. I don't know where else life is going to take me. Like, this is fun. I love how you also still talk. You want to make good TV. I wanted to make good TV too. I couldn't. Yeah. We like to be good at things. I I think that's weirdly what got me the gig. Like I I remember meeting with Fleiss and I was like, <clears throat> I like looked him in the eyes and I go, I will make you one hell of a show. And I like told him that in our one-on-one meeting and I was like, I will play ball here. Like my only thing is just like, don't mess with like my top three. I'm mm. like, but other than that, like let's play ball. Like, let's, let's make great TV. I'm going to crush this for you. I didn't have a career to go back to. I was leaving the NFL at the time. And I was like, there's no, like, go back to your day job after this. Like entertainment was like what I was going to see if I liked and I enjoyed. And I did just, I didn't know what part of it. And until now. Yeah, for sure. I also, I feel like I had a similar conversation, um, with, you know, them, possibly wanting me to be the bachelorette um I I mean I was like I was such a like purist I feel like I really wanted to like find love on that show um because I I don't know I just thought oh god's opening this door for me like this must be something I should like step into but that is part of it as a lead like you have to be able to yeah play ball play ball and um lean into certain things for the sake of a good TV show, but that gets really complicated when it's also like your real feelings and like, um, relationships and other feelings of the people that you're dating get involved. It can get like really messy. Cause then, but here's the thing when I was filming it, like once you're in it, you're in it. And, and I wasn't really like thinking about my sexuality, like on the, yeah. sh- on the, like it wasn't a conscious like thought for me. Like as I'm like going through these dates with women, I wasn't like consciously saying, "Oh, I wish this was a man." That was not really my intent. I was actually very present in that mm-hmm. moment, place, and time for me, because I felt like I I had to be to become straight, if that makes sense. So, but I do relate in the fact that you do things outside of your character and your values for the sake of the show that then you have this internal struggle with our last date i went and met your family yes. which i'm like oh my gosh which by the way my dad and mom and bonus mom love you and adore you thank and you were your the number one you were the number one on, on the family's radar oh my before. gosh that means so much to me because i felt you. like i kind of killed it with your fam and i was like you did thank you yes <laughs> but i was shocked because i was like oh my gosh this is a really big date for him to like pick somebody to go on. Now, knowing after being in my shoes in your shoes, that might have not been what you wanted to do. Right. And um so I think I was just like shocked more of like, oh my gosh, why would he give up this date if he knew he was going to send me home? Yeah. And but then I feel now I'm be on this side to be like, man, why do they do that? That was a big date for not like if I was not the person that yeah. you wanted to be with. It's just so That was the murky. start of the spiral for me as far yeah. as being like 
the lead in what happened on, on my season was I started having major trust issues after that because I was like, after the, I this would one? never. Well, after, after yours, mine? because I, I always said to them, I, I remember I was like, I would never introduce somebody to my family that I was not going to be moving forward with. Yeah. So the fact that I'm wasting my family. Why do you think they made you pick me for that? Do you think they were already like, we want her to be the bachelorette? Like, yeah, why? I mean, they they're very good at their job and they probably had a plan. I resisted it at the beginning like that. Like I said, like that was like the spiral for me where I like met with the EPs. And I was like, no. Like, you cannot do this to me. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, you give give and give. Or like, you, you wanted to make a good TV show. This is what you got to do. Like, it just, it was one of those things that I was like, oh, okay, I am not in control. That was a really hard. That would be, yeah. a, that would be really hard for me, especially. Because you're bringing family into it. And then also on mine, like, I, and I'm sure you you felt the same way, but like, um, you really want to protect your circle and your people. Like my family didn't sign up for the show. I did. Mm-hmm. They were very gracious about being a part of it. And I dragged them into a whole nother Netflix show. So like my family is rock stars and a plus and I love them and adore them forever for playing, you know, playing ball with me during my, my career. But, um, yeah, I just feel guilty with them too. Like there's a yeah. lot, of, a lot of guilt and a lot of shame that's tied into like that. I want to backtrack though to not only did I have the, the date where your parents got to like meet one of the contestants, the people you were dating, um, and you dumped me, but <laughs> <laughs> just what was going on through your head meeting me, um, and then I'll tell you what, what my thoughts for, were from that date too. So it's interesting. I, I just like, I remember you being outgoing and had a big personality and I was like, oh, this is like an easy first, like, mm-hmm. let's just get into it. And then like we got on the date and, and like, wasn't. there's like, <laughs> for people who don't know, like production in the TV world, there's like boom mics that are like these furry things that hang down and they're like right I, here. Yeah. They're like right in your them. face, but you don't see them because the camera like frame keeps them out. And Hannah was a little obsessed with like the microphones being there. She was distracted from like the cameras and like commenting like verbally on these two. So like our conversation, we'd be mid conversation about something personal (laughs) and then it would be about audio camera, what's going on in. And I was like, oh, it's just taking me out of the date. Like I can't actually get to know her because every time I like ask a question, she moves to like the audio or the camera guy. Well, that is ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) That was not diagnosed at that point, too. But, yeah, I could not. I mean, that that was only my second day of right. that experience. And when you're on a one-on-one, like, it's very different than being in a house full of um, girls and them filming everything. So, like, I just, I guess I didn't, I fully didn't know this was, I wasn't prepared in any way. Yeah. Which you can't be. Well, I was on my third show at the time because I did bachelorette to paradise and this was all back to back so like i thought i was a pro i was like oh like get with it like this is like you get into that mode and i was deep into that off of like seven months of just like filming tv in in my life so i was used to it and i didn't think about the perspective of like oh this is like the first time she's experiencing like cameras and microphones in a heavy production yes so many times in the past especially with all the boyfriends of the past that I shouldn't have trusted my gut when I really thought you know they'll change or 
maybe I should just call them one more time. Probiotics can't help with most of your gut decisions, but if your gut needs a little support, Ritual has your back. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Ritual invested in a study modeling the human colon, which showed Symbiotic Plus significantly increased microbial diversity and the growth of beneficial bacteria. Rigorously tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project certified, gluten, and major allergen-free, certified B Corp, and made traceable. I love taking Symbiotic Plus. I take it every morning. Um, I just love it because it's a three-in-one, so I know that my gut is being supported in a holistic way, and there are so many probiotics out there, but I feel like Ritual really encompasses making sure that we're getting everything we need to have a healthy gut. There's no shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first order for a limited time at ritual.com slash Hannah B. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash Hannah B for 20% off. Real change happens when you're consistent and achieving the hair of your dreams is no exception. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to your hair routine has never been easier. So you see the results you've always wanted. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. With a monthly subscription of Grow Hair Serum, Vegamore makes it easy to stay consistent. Plus you save more and never run low on the products you need to take care of your hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. For the best results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker-looking hair. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of growth serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. I have been using Vegamore for oh my gosh, probably like six months now. And my hair has never looked better. I'm so serious. I feel like switching to their products has helped my hair just like overall look and feel so much healthier. Elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamorph. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription order by going to vegamore.com slash Hannah B and use code Hannah B at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash Hannah B, code Hannah B to save 20% on your first order. Y'all, it's time to get obsession-worthy hair you're no longer obsessing over. Start your hair growth journey with the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement brand. In a clinical study, 86% of women taking Nutrafol's women's hair growth supplement for six months reported improved hair growth, visibly thicker lashes and brows, and reduced feelings of stress and supported sleep quality. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs throughout different stages, such as postpartum or menopause, or for a diverse lifestyle, such as plant-based diets. These supplements are an easy addition to your daily routine for results in three to six months. You can purchase online, so no prescriptions required, and there's free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. I've been taking Nutrafol for a while, and wow, I am just so proud of the journey that I've been on with my hair, and Nutrafol has definitely been a big part of that. I just love Nutrafol because it works. It's worked so well for me. Take the first steps towards healthy hair with Nutrafol. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Hannah B. 
Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Hannah B. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Hannah B. That date was a big realization for me because I really credit the show for me, like finally, like stepping in to who I am in, in, a, in a lot of ways. And I think the friction of that date for me was like wanting to be what I thought I should be, yeah. which was like pageant girl, say everything perfectly. And that's just like not who I am at all. Right. And like feeling that friction of, okay, if I'm going to date this guy or try to get to know this guy. I need to be my full self, but I'm also on TV. I'm so glad I had that date because then I was like, oh, well, I guess it's going to be myself and got all the crazy and all the fun and the good. I mean, there, there's a lot. I tell people like being a contestant was so good for me. Mm -hmm. I loved being a contestant. Did you enjoy being a contestant on Becca season or were you more like, no, I like, I liked being the bachelor. I don't know if I, I was more comfortable as a contestant yeah. because being a contestant weirdly felt like a locker room situation to me. It was like yeah. the boys club where I like, I knew I could fit in and hide and like chill. And, you know, I was more comfortable mm -hmm. in that situation. I think being alone and solo on the other side of it, you constantly have producers asking you good questions. And like, for me, my virginity was a big storyline and I never wanted it to be, but then you have people poking and prodding on that and like, I could never like answer it because I'm, I am and still am a man of faith, but mm -hmm. it wasn't my sole reasoning, obviously, of me being a virgin. Yeah. So, and I could never say like, well, there that was, was no our space. first conversation. Right. There was no space for me as the bachelor to be like, I'm questioning my sexuality. Nobody would have ever understood and or like, like what are like, we doing? What here? are we exactly? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I just couldn't be honest with mm -hmm. myself. I couldn't be honest with people and it just, yeah. It was, it was complex. It's, yeah, for sure. That was, so that was one thing that kind of, my alarms went off, like I said. But the other two things that you did on our first date that I thought, oh, he's not what I, th this is interesting. Um, we were in the hot tub in the desert. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, of course, bachelor hot tub desert yes, makes no, sense. No, no, but we had to go do our ITMs, which are like our in the moment um it's like when we do our interviews by ourselves, basically. Um, and they're like, okay, Colton, Hannah, like you go this way and Hannah, you go that way. And you were like, wait, what? And I started, I already started walking. You're like, where are our shoes? I'm like, what do you mean? And you're like, I just got, you're like, I just got a pedicure. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? And I was like, Colton, if I can walk in the dirt, you can walk in the dirt. And you yeah. were like, but no. I was like, okay, this is funny. And then <laughs> <laughs> that so night, me. is that like, is that really you though? Oh yeah. That's really me. Like if I, yes, that would be, that, that is, is like so... an example of like me and my truth. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, um, got ready for the night and I had on just like some cute heels and you're like, Oh, I like your shoes. You're like, are those two at Wiseman's? I was like, yeah, they are. Oh my gosh. And you're like, I love their boots. And I was like, me too. And then I'm like, wait, 
this conversation is not <laughs> the conversation I thought I was going like, to be are having. Are you supposed to be my gay best friend or I, am I, I dating you? That was honestly probably one of my favorite conversations. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. You're like, he knows pedicures and manicures and he knows fashion, women's fashion. And But like you were always pretty open about like, no, like I like to look to look good. Yeah, there was there's lots of things now when I reflect. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I thought I was doing a good job hiding it. But they were I mean, but the, here's the thing. Like nobody's it, when somebody says they're straight, there's, you have to believe them you believe they're straight. Yeah. In that same vein, did you have things that you were actually interested in that traditionally are seen as more feminine or were you always like truly into sports and things that are traditionally looked at as masculine? Yeah. And did you did you lean on those things to hide that you were you know, struggling with your, or not even struggling, just that you were gay. Yeah, totally. I think, I think the phrase toxic masculinity gets thrown around a little too loosely, Mm -hmm. recklessly, but there was a lot of those, of just growing up in a locker room, growing up in the church that sort of shaped and formed who I was going to be as a closeted gay man. Mm -hmm. That's like the best way to describe it. Um, I could not get in touch with my feminine side. I didn't want to explore it because like if I explored it and made it real and that goes from emotions that goes from, you know, shopping. I wish I would have been in theater in high school, but I couldn't have done it with football. So there's lots of things when I look back, uh, uh, you know, I do have a lot of, oh, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have paid attention to like me really wanting to explore this side of me that I get to do now. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. And I'm more in touch with like my feminine side and my emotional side and communicate it's made me a way better partner it's made me a better human to actually like tap into like what people want to you know deem as feminine qualities I think it's it's really important that I do that because like it actually makes me a whole human being instead of like this questioning and a little bit bitter and weird because I was holding a lot of resentment Mm -hmm. against like people who could actually fully be themselves because I couldn't so I think that's like the best way to explain it for me is this like being in touch now with my feminine energy and feminine side doesn't mean like I'm changing who I am. I, it's like, if anything, it just means I'm beco- I'm becoming who I was meant to be. Yes. No, I, I mean, we all like have masculine and feminine energy. Like feminine energy is like the way that you allow yourself to flow through life totally. and to be like present, regardless if you are heterosexual or, or, or homosexual, we should we we should have a b- both in a balance. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Has that been something that you still find yourself like struggling with? Because for so long you wouldn't even allow yourself to feel be like the the person that you really are that has layers of emotions and energy and um, feeling. Yeah, I think. As I've processed this and it's taken a lot of therapy and like figuring and a lot of self-work just like with my mental state and where I I was at, what I believe, who I am. And this might confuse some people. I still identify as a gay man, but like on like the spectrum, I would Mm -hmm. say like I'm 75% gay, right? Like there's still like an attraction and appreciation and an emotional connection that I could still have with women. Mm -hmm. But like I don't. I don't, I'm not, like, I don't want to pursue that. That's not my life partner. My life partner is Jordan and, like, Mm -hmm. a a man. And that's what I've always wanted. But I 
I never felt comfortable saying that. And like, I honestly didn't even know like that was like the case until like I sort of sat with it and like mm -hmm. really figured it out. But I, like if I was to give it, break it down into percentages, you know, give or take, like that's about where it's at. And I know that might be confusing to some people, but you know, I think that's where just like masculine and feminine energy, like the sliding scale and yeah. it changes. I just, I think that's the easiest way for me to explain my sexuality and, ex yeah. and exploring that and then the complications of locker room environment and that's so gay being thrown around or, you know, the F word and not the one that ends with CK mm -hmm. getting like out yeah. there, like a lot in locker rooms and a lot in the sports culture. I think that's why I'm so invested now in like helping that mm -hmm. my, my communities. I think like that, I didn't realize how big my communities were until I was coming out where I was really scared to come out and alienate my Christian community. I was really scared to come out as a Christian and alienate the gay community because like they really, especially today, still don't understand each other and their little oil and vinegar or whatever, mm -hmm. oil and water or whatever, it doesn't mix. Um, so I was like, just, I didn't want to lose my communities. So mm -hmm. I was like, I, if I come out here, I have to come out here. And then like, I, it's just like this push pull and this blend. And then now I'm just like, I've processed it. I've worked on it and I've like, sort of figured it out for myself mm -hmm. I don't know if I've figured it out and solved it for everybody but I at least like can figure it out for myself well and that's the most important exactly do you feel like um the relationships we had in the past with women like do you feel like you've actually now that you have you are in love with your forever partner like yeah. truly do you feel like you were ever truly in love with a woman in your life yes yes and they've made me a better partner for my husband like that is a hundred percent true statement. I've been, in, yeah, I mean, I feel like I have been in love multiple times and with different women and I've taken things from those relationships and applied them to my relationship with my husband. And I've now been able to like reflect on some of those too. Obviously I, I've become a much better partner. And I think that was first and foremost, like the most important thing before I even got into a relationship with Jordan or when I first started dating men after coming out is just like the self-work and like figuring out what I wanted. Like I took bits and pieces of like what I wanted from my relationship with women mm -hmm. and just put it in like into a relationship with a man. Talking about your communities, how has that been I think it makes it also like you're just a layered person. You got a lot because I feel like I've lived three lives. Yeah. Like, like completely different lives. It's but wild. Being a Christian and being open about your faith and also being gay, like how have you navigated that? How have you been able to bring those two communities together for yourself to find peace? Yeah. I think for myself, what I've realized is that my relationship with, with God and my faith and what I believe in and, and who I am and who I want him to know I am is between me and him, mm -hmm. quite frankly. And also I can, and how I act and how I treat others. I think that's like first and foremost. When I discuss this publicly, there's still a lot of disagreements, which mm -hmm. is fine. And I used to, you know, when I first came out, I had a folder of these messages that I either received um, or comments that were sort of shaming me for being gay from the religious community. And 
I shared them once or twice on my socials of just like showing like this is not the example of Christianity. But then what I started doing after a couple months and a lot of self-work is I started collecting a folder of gay men and women who reached out to me that are Christians and said, I, I can't find anybody else who talks about this. Like you were like, you're like the only one that I see. How's it going? And asking questions and they're curious and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not alone in this. And I don't have to take on the, that negative emotion when I can look over here and see the positive like help that I'm, I am giving out and like mm -hmm. hope for this. So that's been interesting. I will say I'm still very much on the journey. Uh, I don't have it solved even for myself. I, I just, I know I'm a man of God and I, I don't know how else to put it. I, I also like think it's important to say like, I'm, I'm, I struggle with the, uh, idea of structured and organized religion now. That's, mm -hmm. and that's mainly just from my experiences with having conversations with pastors about being accepted in their church. I, even after I came out, I attended services a couple of times and the anxiety that I would get from sort of holding my breath, waiting for them to take a stance against homosexuality in their building and then in their church was nerve wracking because I knew there would be some eyes on me if that pastor was leading the sermon and said something, people would look at me and see, how are you reacting? Why are you standing in this building if he's openly saying on that stage that you aren't loved? Like, so I don't have all the answers yet. I'm, I definitely think that I hold a responsibility of sharing when I do um, mm -hmm. on my own timeline, but I'm very much on it, but I'm still very much in it and like in a good place with it. I'm glad that you haven't allowed those really negative shame people who are like full of shame themselves that like like dispute on other yes. people like um, draw you further from God. It almost seems like it's allowed you to like find this personal private space to be with yeah. God more. Would totally. you say? Yes, it brought me closer for sure. Like after coming out, I was like, oh, okay, like. Now I can have a relationship with God where I don't have to pray that I'm not gay. Like I can actually like talk to him about other things and, you know, I can really just bring in him into my life in full where it's mm -hmm. not like every time I was talking to God or I was praying for something at the end of it. I, I just, it sounds so silly, but I would be praying, you know, for guidance here or like for my health and safety during football. But at the end, it's like, and also if you can make me straight, that would be great. Like that was sort of almost in every one of mm -hmm. my prayers and my conversations. So like the fact that that was gone was so cool because then I was like, oh, okay. Like it's not conditional. It's mm -hmm. not like on this condition of, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? It's like, okay, I, I am just, I am. Yeah. We, um, we went, we went to church. Um, it's today's a Monday, but we went on um, this past weekend and, uh, our pastor was talking about a lot of times we, we pray in formula. Because we're like, okay, if I, okay, God, if I do this, this, and this, you'll give me this, right? And right. it feels like that was something that for you. It, it was definitely conditional. And like, and yeah, yeah, I'm like so relieved that it's yeah. just like that. That's just like where I'm at now. Is mm -hmm. I'm just like relieved and present and happy. I'm so glad to hear yeah. that. Can we go back to when? I mean, yeah, just kind of on this journey of you're here now, mm -hmm. but obviously you struggled all your, your life with accepting who you are. Do you remember when you even knew, first of all, like 
what gay was that you were gay? Like, because I, like I said, I don't, I don't know, but did yeah. you know, like really young or is this something that you don't like find out until like after puberty and you're like, Oh, I'm actually really more attracted to, to men than women. Or is there something like innate yeah. when you're young? I knew I was different. I, I always say around the age of six, I knew I was different when I was very young. I didn't know what it was until I, after puberty and after I like experienced hormones and mm -hmm. like sex, you know, like my sexuality started coming out like in my teenage years. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is what it is. But by that time I was already sort of programmed that like that was not who I wanted to be. Yeah. Like I just already had it, an idea in my head of who I was going to grow up to be. And that was not part of the plan. And what was your idea of who you thought you were going to be? Oh, I just wanted to be like a rock star football player, super masculine jock bro. Like that's just like in my vision of like the all American, the all which you kind all American of boy, which I made happen. I did seem appear. Yes, yes. On the outside, I was yeah. I was all of that, but then on the inside, and and even like going through it, living a very double life because like there were times that like in private and when I was alone and in college even like where I would like explore my you know my sexuality privately and yeah and and I didn't like I didn't know how to balance that and and my way of doing that was shutting my emotions off or did you like think oh well I'm just like did you know I guess did you even like tell yourself or like try to trick yourself into oh this is not me being gay this is just like the easiest way for me to just describe it is like I would just shut my emotions off anytime I did gay things. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's just like how I process things is I was like, it's a physical experience and that's all that I want this to be and that's all this is going to be and that's all that I need. Like that's mm -hmm. how I sort of justified it in my head. I'm like, okay, that's what it's going to be. And I left sort of left it at that. And that's just sort of how I processed it and how I hit it and how I could live the two lives that I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. You said because of The Bachelor, like, you think that's the only, it's a lot of to why you are living mm -hmm. the life that you are today out. Do you ever, like, think about that and think, oh, man, I wish I would have come out sooner and this wouldn't have been the journey? Or are you, like, this journey has been, like, hills and valleys and mountains and all the things in between, but this is kind of the way that it, it had, you believe it just, like, had to be for you? Uh, yes, I I think I could have done things a lot better. Mm -hmm. I could have handled situations so much better, and I wish I would have. But on in the same breath, I will say I am so glad that things happened how they happened. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, with my Netflix show, even, like, people had problems with me doing that. And, like, I get it. I totally do. I understand. But, like, my journey was my journey, and how it happened is how it happened. And if I would have done one thing different, maybe I wouldn't be here today. Like that I can confidently say that it's mm -hmm. like, I, I was struggling that hard and that serious. So I am glad that things happened how they did, but I also can acknowledge that I made mistakes. Along I fell way. short. Yeah. I messed up and I'm so incredibly sorry. And in just like a completely different, I just, I feel like I'm a completely different person after coming out and like having the sense and having being able to process things, how yeah. I came out and like being in touch with my emotions and feel, you know, I mean, there's still a big chunk of my life that I, I won't really have closure on because I can't go back in time and handle different 
things differently. I wish that I could, mm-hmm. but I have to be at peace with that now. So yeah, I'm just, I'm in, I am in a place where I'm sort of grateful for, for the opportunities that I've had. I'm grateful for me sort of navigating my career now too, where, you know, like I know my time in front of the camera is going to be on the limited side now. Mm-hmm. And I love creating on the backside. I love helping people. I, I think like it's given me so much clarity in my life, not just in my personal life, but in my professional life too. Also, I want to talk to you about your mental health because that's something that I think has been that I really admire you about because I also have like struggled with my mental health. And had you always struggled with your mental health even before, you know, the aftermath of, of being on the show and then getting to where you are today? Yeah, I grew up in a f- with a family that just believe didn't believe in mental health they, yeah. they just believed you grit your teeth you get through it and it's it's tough times make tough people like that was the attitude mm-hmm. and same with football like that's very much the mantra there is you do not let anybody see you cry you do not let anybody see that they got to you but on the same time you can be emotional and in, in joyful ways but you can't be emotional and sad and hurtful ways so yeah. it was it was sort of that 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 shaped me into my mental health journey i you know, I think you probably had it on your, I had a doctor and a therapist on set with me. During yeah, but I didn't use them. My first therapist was in 2017 when I was playing with the Oakland Raiders on the practice squad okay. and I was, I was hurt and then my dog died. This, my, I credit my dog passing for me asking for help. And it was a tear flyer, like a little tear away mm-hmm. sheet off on this flyer on the bulletin board outside of the locker room in Oakland. And I remember I snuck in there after hours like I used my I made sure nobody was in the building and I tore one off and like I did it and put my hood up and hat on and like because there's there's cameras for security purposes mm-hmm. and I just didn't want the coaches to know I needed help I didn't want the players I did it so shamefully and when I tore it off I called the number and I got my first counseling and therapy session and that was a big part of my story was the shame rooted around therapy and asking for help mm-hmm. and then I did and then I went through a really I mean it was it's pretty public at this point but I went through a very public like mental health breakdown mm-hmm. and spiraled quickly and abused certain medications and just you know there was a week in my life that I didn't think I was going to live and there was a morning for sure that I didn't I was surprised I even woke up was that all around your it was sexuality all, or was it it just was all around everything? COVID so like COVID you know, as much as I could say, yeah, the show helped me. So did COVID. I mean, COVID stopped my life and stopped yeah. everybody's lives in their track. So I couldn't, I couldn't like keep running for myself. I couldn't move to the next project. I couldn't be on TV again. I couldn't have a podcast. I couldn't have any of these things that like I would pour myself into so that I didn't have to worry about my sexuality and that identity. I totally so relate I to running. that. Yeah. And then finally COVID happened and I, it came to a screeching halt. The relationship ended that I was in. I was just in a really where it was like, I think that relationship was the last one that I was like, this isn't it. Then I probably should not be here. Like, that's sort of where I was at mentally. And then, you know, things. Why did you think that? Just I didn't think there was I I by me going on the show. I was like, I am putting it out there that I am straight. And like, that is who I am. So I never I didn't think I could walk that back. Like I, I like was so convinced that like I put myself out there so publicly that I could never walk it back. And like, 
I'll have kids and then I definitely can't walk it back. And then I like, I'll get further on in this relationship with a woman and I can't walk it back. That was my game plan in my head. I mean, that's just sort of how I was approaching things. Mm -hmm. Just so terrible. And but it's not, I wouldn't say it's that uncommon for it's a not lot because of people. I really do believe that full love exists within all of us and at all times. And I love being able to represent that in some way. And I feel like a locket can symbolize that. Pandora is bringing back a beloved and iconic piece of jewelry, the locket. The locket charm from Pandora opens and closes so you can keep something precious inside, like a note from a loved one, the lace from your wedding dress, the handprint of your child, or even a photo of your pet. No matter what you choose to keep inside of it, you can keep it close to your heart. Pandora's new infinity chain design also makes the perfect partner for the new locket dangle charms. Each link on the chain is shaped like a slightly twisted infinity loop, so symbolizing everlasting love. Don't forget, y'all, Pandora also offers so much more than just charms. You can shop rings, necklaces, earrings, and bracelets. At Pandora, you'll find jewelry perfect for any style, with each piece expertly crafted and hand-finished in genuine metals. Shop now at a store near you or online at pandora.net. There's truly nothing I love more than wearing a cashmere sweater, but what I do not love is cashmere high prices, but I have recently found quince, and so I've been able to upgrade to those high quality pieces that I love, but at affordable prices, so I've been able to stay on budget. I've been able to get things like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part of it all is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with the top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings onto us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I, for Christmas, I got myself um, one of their cashmere scarves. And y'all, it is so yummy. Um, when we were traveling over the holidays, I wore it all the time, especially now that it's been colder here. Like it is a closet staple, not to mention I am so obsessed with their Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They are a lot like one of my other favorite brands, but for like significantly less when it comes to the price tag. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Hannah B for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Hannah B to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Hannah B. For people who are like in the mess of it all, you have like reached the other side of that. But what is life like now? I mean, you are in in two years, less than three years, two years. It's been, I think, three years since I actually came out. Came to my, out? I came out to my mom, my mom first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I came out to everybody in my family and in my circle and then publicly. It's been. In three years now, you're, you're married. Married. To yeah. a man. Yeah. And I think that's, that's also why like people are like, oh, he jumped, he went into a relationship too soon. I was like. I had done a lot of work and mm -hmm. I had also dated a lot of people that helped me do that work and put that work in. And as much as people want to say like the show's not real, it does 
and I'm sure you can maybe relate to this with Adam, but like it does give you the toolkit to date intentionally and for sure. And like ask questions that you never felt confident. If he's like, if I could ask this question with a camera and a microphone in my face, I can ask it to you in private on like this random date, like, and oh, hold for sure. you accountable. For sure. So like I had good tools and I dated a couple different people before I met Jordan. Oh, cause I was going to ask that. So you, yeah. you did date other men before Jordan. Yeah, I did. Had you like really formed an emotional connection with any man before Jordan? Um... Yeah, I was starting to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes and no. I was starting to, but it didn't feel right. And then I, you know, was pulling out. And then there's certain, there was like, it's just dating in the gay community was different. And I was still learning it and I was exploring it. What does it. that mean? <laughs> what I loved and appreciated about that phase of my life is like mm-hmm. in the gay community and in, in our, our our community that I, there's like, there's like this um, presence of like no rules. Right. Where like they sort of throw out all the societal norms, which I think there's beauty in. Mm-hmm. But I will say that also made it harder on me because I was like, OK, what do I where are my core values? Like, yes, I should explore this and like not judge this. And like maybe that works for them. But this does not work for me. So like, we're all unique and different. We all date differently. Right? Like it's not just like, oh, you're right. gay. So this is the way that Correct. you date. Right. Right. Or, or now that you're out, you like you're going to watch Drag Race every week. And it's like. Uh, no. no, I still like the challenge on MTV and yeah. I still like watching Sunday, like Sunday night football. Like I still like all of yeah. like, that's still me as a human being. Um, but like now with Jordan, like he's, uh, I don't even know like how to explain it. It's my, it truly is my soulmate. Like he's the, he's the best. He really is. Did you know that immediately meeting him or? Yeah, we, <sighs> Yes. I mean, I, I think I knew early on mm-hmm. that it was very special and very different. And I wanted to, like, keep paying attention to this. But I also, like, knew, too, like, I needed to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, like, fall again on my face. And any move that I made, like, we kept our relationship very, very private at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, we just, in all intents and purposes, like, really wanted to protect our bubble, protect our relationship. Yeah. And we, I still very much do that. And it's a big part of our relationship is sort of protecting one another and what we have. and. Because, you, you know, like, mm-hmm. you get a lot of scars from people being all up in your business. and They didn't up sign up for that. Can I ask, did Adam watch your season? No. Jordan just did. What did he feel? Oh, he liked you. He's a fan of you. Okay, great. Why? <laughs> um, well, it got to a point. He did not want to watch. Because it got to a point where we'd be out in public and fans would come up and say something. And he, so he was like, I feel like a dick. Like, because they keep coming up and be like, what did you think of this? And he's like, yeah, I didn't watch. And it's like how could you not watch this part of his life? Like, and he was like, I sort of felt like an asshole. Mm-hmm. So we went and he, he watched it so that he can talk to people because like there were even like, you know, i just like, there was these two lesbians that came up to us at this bar and they were like, we really like this. And he's like, we sort of hold a responsibility as a couple. Now he sort of felt and said this, mm-hmm. he's like, we sort of hold this responsibility to like, you know, say hi and, and, and he's like, I know I didn't sign up for this and I know I'm just like your partner, but like I, you know, out of respect for your fans and for your people, like I wanted to watch and educate myself, which I was I, at first, my, when we first started dating, I said, please, out of respect for me, do not watch my season. And then a year, two, two years in, he goes, hey, can I watch? Because like, I, I need to change the way but that would I you? Did you have to watch it with him? Bits and pieces. It's like, funny oh, because gosh. I would be like downstairs and he'd be upstairs watching and 
you just like hear them either like laugh or be like, oh my God. <laughs> and then you'd be like, how did people not know? That's what he, he said that multiple times. And then the best is like when you'd be like, why did you keep her? Like he was so strongly opinion. I loved it. But that he liked it, me? Oh yeah, he liked you. <laughs> he like, did. I told him I was coming here today and he goes, tell her I'm a big fan. I was like, okay. So, oh my gosh, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, he's great. I think he's I think he's so cute and I love I love y'all together. Um yeah, I I want Adam to watch your season. Oh, I'm gosh. like I'm like that I think that's funny. Like I look back at myself and I'm like she I call my I'm she cuz I'm like changed. You, I'm like she It's this out of body experience now cuz like you get to look at it from yeah. a completely different life. I'm like she did not care and she had so much fun. I like like that version of myself even though it was like absolutely crazy but I just had like I had fun with it I was very like serious about you know the relationship aspect of it but I also had just like the best time like exploring myself and Mm -hmm. all the different sides I had so I want him to watch that my season um I I watched bits and pieces years I was in the I don't jaded. You know how like yes, after. That's what, yeah, I just watched the first season for sure. I just now watched so Charity. I obviously followed along, and I think I watched bits and pieces of yours. But yours is like one of the very first ones that I was a little. For yeah, you was, have PTSD coming out. One thousand percent. I think for a while I was like almost like embarrassed, or I didn't really step into that. I mm-hmm. kind of like wanted to hide, and now I felt the past. I would say like it hasn't been that long. Maybe like eight months I'm finally like I feel like I'm I can really be my full self and really enjoy and I'm so appreciative and grateful for that whole experience but it's taken me a long time to do that but I think the support of a partner that is outside of it but can like meet you there and wants to understand, wants to also be supportive of this season in your life because you might have not never met Jordan. I would have never met Adam. And so it is such a blessing in a way. It takes a while to get back to that place though. Totally. I just, I'm proud of you. And Thank continue you. to be patient with yourself. Cause like just like for me doing multiple shows, you did too, just mm-hmm. in a different vein. I mean, too. we I were mean, the same, like three, I was on three ABC shows in a year and you were as well. I think that is yeah. not normal and it's i don't know if it should be allowed i I think they should have like a two and done rule in the same year where like two reality shows are plenty yes um a third is a bit much that's when it that's when it starts going downhill yes but yeah i I do it does take some time to process all of that Mm -hmm. because yeah it's just it's hard on a human Mm -hmm. humans aren't i don't i i feel like my what I believe in is humans aren't meant to be famous and we're idolized. Yes. Or, I just don't think it's healthy. And I think I loved, I loved um, being famous for 18 months. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I was getting all this attention and, and money and opportunities and so much fun. I wasn't realizing the impact it was having on my personal like health. And well, when you have, when you have things that you haven't worked on or you don't want to, um, really confront in your life, which I also had my own in that fame, fame is great because it's a distraction. You can just go on from one thing to the next. And when I really relate to the COVID thing, I was like, Oh, now I don't have anything to distract me. And now my friends actually can get in touch with me and ask me how I'm doing. And now I can't lie. Yeah. 
or I'm going to have to find something else. So then I just found TikTok, you know, like yeah. it's yeah. just that, um, that, like, like you said, like it was like a really hard time, but mm-hmm. COVID kind of helped get me yeah. back to grounded in a way. It's still been, yeah. been really hard. Humbles, you. Humbles yep. yeah, for sure. And yeah, fame is just very interesting. But then, like I said, there's like this whole other side of all the impact that you can make yeah. with the things once you've like done all that. It's like, what do I really want to do? Yeah. And I feel like you, you have stepped into that now yeah. with what you're doing. Can you share with like, with everyone, like what is the thing that's, that you're focusing on now in your life? I, well, I think right now, like what I'm setting out to do is create content that bridges our country. Mm-hmm. I really want to make content that is impactful to middle America mm-hmm. and, and is patient with them. Cause I, I think right now a lot of people are mad. A lot of people are angry and yelling. And I think there's a place for protest and there's a place for that, but there's also like space and a place for people to be patient with people to, to hold their hand and bring them along on this journey. So a lot of the work that I'm doing right now in entertainment is more behind the camera and it's creating shows both scripted and unscripted right now that do that, that speak to middle America, that talk about, you know, a lot of queer sports stories, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of shows rooted in shame, just like I'm drawing a lot of parallels to, to my life, to my life and a lot of the the shows that I'm working on. Um, I, I executive produced a movie this year, um, which was so much fun and so exciting. And it's like, this is really, really cool project that I cannot wait to get out there. I was like, can we know what the name is? Not yet. It's coming. Yeah. And, and I've just, I've never really, I, I, since coming out once again, balancing feminine and masculine Mm -hmm. energy, going back to that is like, I've never been this creative in my life. And, and also like, but you couldn't tap into that because correct. you couldn't tap into all the other things yes. that would you thought may, may bring. And I'll, I, I can say this, I'll, I'll return in front of the camera at some point. Mm-hmm. The right, if it's the right project that needs my presence on it in unscripted, probably more in a hosting role. Mm-hmm. I'll never say, I don't, I don't want to speak in definitives cause like, you know, competition shows come up that are fun and like, yeah. There, like, there's a good tempo and like you want to break your projects up and like if there's like a fun cooking show that I want to go do I want I want to be able to like not put on record being like I'm done with reality TV like no, I'll go do that cooking show because sure. it's gonna be fun um but I'm just in a place right now where I'm it's so much more rewarding working on the back end of shows mm-hmm. and creating and guiding and mentoring and helping and I it's just it's such a cool I love the entertainment industry I really do. Like it's, it is becoming, it is my career and Mm -hmm. I'm producing and directing and just having a really good time right now. Yeah. I love, I love it too. It's very, it's, it's creative. It's a thing like that. I didn't even know was there, there were careers in this other than being like an actor, actress growing up like that. I didn't know that you could have so many, um, creative ways to express yourself in entertainment and I think it's really cool that you have like tapped into that thank you so much for coming on today of course I really appreciate it I'm so glad that we finally got to like sit down and talk because we've just had these like quick run-ins well life's life's happened thank you all so much for listening to this episode of better tomorrow please make sure to follow and subscribe on apple podcasts so you don't miss an episode (laughs) 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in the day? I feel like I would probably take a nap, maybe read a book. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're looking to start therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com tomorrow today to get 10% off your first order. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash tomorrow.